with me then didn't make it sorry again so thanks for joining us on this uh epic flat earth debate it's gonna be uh interesting i guess i'd say we have a uh, moral bob on the side of the flat earth we got dan Inaki dan on the side of the ballers and we have uh several moderators here who, as far as i know are kind of in the middle uh Tony romy who's dan's co-host we got ryan from dangerous world ron from new england if he can figure out his microphone and andy from the deep chair so I was gonna I was talking we were talking pre-show. I was gonna lay down some ground rules here. We're gonna do it kind of like a uh, political debate, except less uh, Nazi-ish. I'm gonna give each side and way more interesting. Yeah, each side two minutes to kind of lay out whatever point they want to make or whatever uh, you know flat or round proof they want, and then buzzer is gonna go off, and then they can finish up whatever they're saying. Then the other side has a chance to go. So like I said pre-show, we're gonna try to keep this non talking over each other ish i don't know how better way to say that but nobody likes to hear that on podcasts when people just not nah, 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 talking over each other so we're gonna keep this civil too right guys yeah yeah you that's the plan right before we yeah. start yeah, yeah all right well, before before we get going we'll just go around and get everybody's shows and their contact info and all that so ryan you're first on my screen screen go ahead hit it up Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, just kind of listen in for a little bit and see, uh, you know, the proofs on either side. For sure. And Moral Bob on the side of the flat. What's going on, guys? I'm Moral Bob. Hidden in plain sight is the podcast. And uh, yeah, I don't believe the earth is flat. I know it is. Perfect. And Andy. What's up, everybody? I'm Andy from the Deep Share. I am known tonight as Andy Undecided Rouse because, yeah, I'm right in the middle because I don't believe anything that establishments tell us. I mean, there's no reason to when you follow the breadcrumbs. But on the other hand, there's it's I don't know. It's the biggest one. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of debate there still. And I want to hear a good debate tonight. Yeah. It should be should be interting, like I said. And, I think if the uh, moderators us, we can kind of chime in at the end or something and kind of give our perspective on what we heard. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm just here to hit the buzzer and and uh, piss people off. <laughs> and I think uh, we can I, ask questions too. Like I mean, if yes. we want to maybe expand on a topic, we could ask a question to have everyone uh, clarify for us because we don't we don't know. We are not. Yeah, I'll be taking notes. Like Corey says, I'm earth shaped fluid. so. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Homie Romy and Dan Unaki Dan from Rising from the Ashes. Uh, either of you or both of you talk over each other. Give us your shit. Go top. for it, Homie. He might be frozen. Wine. Uh, oh, Homie is frozen. He's like delayed. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck a G. Go for it, Homie. Homie, can you hear? <laughs> uh, 
Okay, Dan, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm ball-ish. Uh, I think it's a ball or roundish. I don't think it's a flat plane. Uh, I disagree with that. I I disagree mostly with uh, some of the things that flat earthers say and their proofs that they have. I think are questionable, and so that's where I'm standing. At. Perfect, and that's why we want to do this to try to get different perspectives and see why you think what you think and why flatters think what they think. And you know, Ron, is your mic working yet? Nod or shake your head. No, it's not. It is not. Well, Ron is from Wicked Planet. You can find them. I'll just do his plugs for him. <laughs> you can find them uh, wherever you get podcasts. And uh, uh, I don't know your email address, Ron. Sorry, but I, I can put it in the notes if you send it to me. So, but yeah, I think my whole stance on this thing is like somebody in the chat said it's not it's not what we're told so that's basically where i stand on it i don't know if it's flat or ball i just know it's somewhere like like we talked about in our group thread it's somewhere in the middle it's somewhere between both extremes i think and i don't know what that looks like exactly maybe it's a square um it's probably a cube you know if we talk about the black cube <laughs> shit maybe it's a fucking cube i don't know maybe it's like a quantum particle where it is however it depends on if you're observing it or not yeah, we've talked about that with yeah. uh, my well, well, here, I'll, I'll keep it at this with this caveat at the beginning. What we are describing today, what we are arguing today is our observed reality, whatever that may be. It takes the observer to do that. Right. To change it. That's what we're doing, you know, whether or not, you know, it's round and it's a donut in the middle or whatever. You know, we are just going by what is our observed reality. Whether that's flat, square, round, whatever, that's what we're arguing here. Yeah, yeah. what you're suggesting is we're not, we're, we don't want answers or, or excuses made by government agencies necessarily. No is appeals that, to authority, I think is right. what we, we said. And no blatant appeals to authority. You can't just be like, well, NASA oh. gave a picture of Pluto, so that's proof. Like mm. that doesn't yeah. work here i don't think any of us are on that page here uh, I think we're all okay. we're all okay. good with not using any of that terminology we're good yeah we're all gonna right. try to leave the science completely yeah, out yeah we don't trust the science so <laughs> right but i i have every faith that we can keep this uh as ad hominem attack limited as possible and i'll just keep buzzing you like this Joe, can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah there we go, Ron. Ron's in What's the house. That? Any other plugs you want to add before we get going, Ron? I kind of fucked yours up. Uh, no, that's fine. Just uh, the Wicked Planet podcast. Ron from New England on Instagram. Uh, excuse my voice. It's been gone for a couple weeks. Buckley and I did a two and a half hour show last night, so I kind of blew it out even worse. <laughs> so, But, uh, but I'm here. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. All right. So we'll just, I'll, I'll just start with you, Bob, and get your two minutes going and just lay your, you know, opening arguments, kind of like in a court case. Use opening arguments, buzzer goes off, and then Dan can rebut however he wants. So starting in three, two, one. All right. So I'm obviously the flat earth guy here. And um, I came to that conclusion after years of research and questioning. And, you know, once you start digging into the stuff, it's not, there's not necessarily one thing that is going to prove a ball or prove flat earth. It's a preponderance of evidence, right? I mean, I have a single thing that should make everybody scratch their head and go, what the hell? Um, 
and that will come tonight. I will say that. But once you really start looking around and really start researching and really questioning, there's only one thing to come to. There's only one conclusion you can come to. And that's the fact that we are on a flat stationary plane. Like there's, there's just no evidence that we're not unless you do what we've talked about not doing and appeal to authority. That's the only way to prove a globe. Like, so with your observable reality, there is only flat planes. And if you know how eyesight works and how light works and how all of these things work, then you can understand why, you know, things appear to disappear over the horizon or, you know, you may see some kind of curve. Like when you're looking straight, you'll see a curve kind of come around you but that's just the limit of your vision. It's called your personal atmospheric dome, because if you turn and look in that direction, it's no longer curved and it's straight again. Um, so I'm going to just lay out a bunch of evidence that is really, 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 really hard to refute. That's what I'm here to do tonight. And we'll see, we'll see how that gets handled. Hopefully I get some questions that are original questions, you know, so I can try to explain some things that maybe people haven't touched on. So I'll give my extra time to Dan. Go for it. All right. You were right there at about five seconds. Yeah. So hang on. I got to reset my timer now. Fuck. How do I? Uh, okay. There we go. Oh, my timer's going <laughs> off. All right. Dan, go for it. Starting now. Um, yeah. So I would disagree with that. The sun is moving around us. I think that the earth does rotate. Uh, I think that's observable. I think there's lots of things that are observable that we could come to different conclusions on. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know what else to say really about that, but I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of different things that we'll probably get into a lot of questions that I have already, uh, as far as just even just the setting sun, I know we're gonna he's gonna say that it's probably gonna get smaller but that's not observably true either unless you watch david weiss's videos on his app which he constructs for people to, for flat earth so okay you good on that that segment yeah so i guess okay. I, I started off with a, a question and going back to bob how how does it work with um the moon so i've seen the flat earth models and how they're saying that the moon isn't actually, we're not rotating. The moon isn't rotating. The moon's moving kind of around the flat, the flat plane, if I understand the map correctly. So sure. the, the reason that it do, looks like it's going over the horizon is because of that whole, you know, I, don't, I forget what you it's call like it. It's like line of sight. Like line it's, of sight, yeah. So, it's angular so, resolution. Like, so what I was wondering is if, how does that work when the moon at the horizon, when it, sets and when it rises looks super big but then it, as it goes over it looks smaller and smaller and then it gets bigger again how does that work i can, on ex I, I, I can explain that um so light travels through the atmosphere and can refract we're not nobody's going to argue that point that's just a fact that light goes through and refracts right so when a light like the sun or the moon is going through all of these layers of atmosphere because when we're looking towards the horizon we're looking through the thickest part of the atmosphere you know looking up the atmosphere is a lot closer and looking across you're looking across way more 
of that atmos atmospheric density. And so what happens is at horizon, that light hits that atmosphere and it's called atmospheric magnification. And it's when the light expands because it's being refracted and it makes the image look, it makes it look bigger. Now, Dan Weiss says that when you see the moon bigger, you, Dave. it's just a, or Dave Weiss, <laughs> sorry, I've been talking to Dan, Dan most of the day. So, uh, but Dave Weiss says, if you see the moon bigger on the horizon, if you turn around and look at it between your legs, it'll look small again. I haven't tried that. Um, I just tried to come up with an explanation that would make sense scientifically. All right, Dan, rebut. Uh, what am I rebutting about? The, what, er, the moon? Do you have anything to argue about the refraction and why it would make the moon look like that if it's actually just flying over a flat plane? Or what do you think the moon is in general? Or how does it operate? That was going to be where I was going next with that. <clears throat> uh, well, the moon does cast shadows, which is circular, which is why we have the different phases of the moon. And to me, that would only happen if we have a round globe Earth. I don't see how you wouldn't get uh crescent shapes and stuff on the moon if the earth wasn't round uh what the what what the moon is i have no freaking clue i mean does nobody really knows it could be a freaking orange for all i know but uh so that and then yeah so shadows shadows so okay um I, I was going to get to this later, you want to but... let me get to to rebut that real quick. Okay. Yes. Uh, let me let me rebut some of this stuff. So the moon shows a crescent because we're round and not the moon because that right. doesn't make sense at all. Light shining on a ball creates a crescent as it comes around it. Now I can go deeply into how the moon is definitely not ref the sun's light because if you actually observe this stuff it's it's silly um and falls apart really quickly i didn't say because... that it reflected well then what's lighting up the moon to make the, I said the shadow the shadow shadows don't reflect their shadows oh so the sun or the moon just always is lit up and it's the shadow that creates the, well, if the... the dark spots on the moon so if the sun that's a new one for me if the sun is in the middle and the earth rotates around the sun, then the shadow from the planet earth is going to create a shadow onto the moon. And that's, that's the same basis of eclipses and everything else. No, no that's only eclipses. That's what an eclipse is. The, 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 the ball narrative. Now we we need to pound down what exactly that you believe. Do you believe the narrative, or are you just mixing a bunch of stuff? We need to get. Well, that's, that's if we're going to be able to argue next. that, we're going to need to figure some stuff out because the ball narrative is that the moon's phases are from the light of the sun, and how in its relationship to the sun, it has nothing to do with us, except so when the there's an eclipse. Not to rabbit trail real quick, but the reason I was going to go with the moon first is because I wanted to know what Dan thinks of the moon landing. Because is that is that one that you trust from NASA or don't trust? Because I don't know what the moon is either. Uh, well, I don't think what the, the moon landing has anything to do with the Earth being flat or not. Right. Uh, but no, I don't I don't I don't trust that we went to the moon either. But okay. uh, that doesn't have anything to do with Earth being flat. 
that's why it was a quick rabbit trail. I was just curious as you know to what you thought about that. But all right, so Bob, what were you doing with uh, okay. the moon? So um, the the ball narrative, the the data from NASA is the moon's phases are from the sun, not the shadow on the Earth. It's the the relationship of where the sun is shining on the moon and its light reflecting off the moon creates its phases that is the narrative it's wrong and it's easily proven wrong but um what i'm what i'm what i'm thinking i'm figuring out here dan very quickly is that you haven't even researched the globe model very well um so it's i'm i'm gonna be as respectful as i can and i don't mean to talk to you like you don't know anything but um you you haven't even researched your own model and yeah. um, I, I don't that's a, that's I, a good I, david weiss point oh oh so you're already gonna go to deflect and try to discredit me with slander by lumping me in with someone else good to know well, you're starting out early banging dude now let's well if you repeat stay all on his, topic. his stats, okay, i'm not yeah. i'm not repeating anything so to go to the moon the moon is lit up by the sun there's very few people that are going to argue that because that is what they say. Can we get a fact checker? Sure. <laughs> Go right ahead. Go to NASA. Wait, 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 wait. Dan, you, you're you saying that the narrative isn't that the sun is lighting up the moon? Yes. Is that it? That, That's what is, he's that, saying. Well, so this is, let's just, wait, 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 wait. Let's let Dan clarify. I'm saying that. You're not the, saying that. I don't, are you I'm saying, saying that? that the earth is what cast the shadow, the shadow onto the, the moon sun onto the moon yeah that's how, what I want too how would it possibly here's a question for you dan because i'm gonna have to draw something and you're gonna have to explain how the hell this happens oh okay yeah because they're opposing uh, sides right the exactly. sun's on one side the moon's on the other exactly yes like this is not a shadow and you wouldn't have a shadow that defined on the moon um from an object 93 million miles away uh, you wouldn't have just a defined, if anybody's played with lights and shadows, if you've been an artist, things, light sources that are far away cast faint lines. You can't see the edge of the line really clearly. Things that are the light source, when it gets closer to the object that it's casting the shadow from, then the shadow is sharper. But as you pull that light source away, the shadow gets a lot less dense at the edge of it, and it's not as defined of the line. Like, that is just a provable thing. Now, everything that I say is provable fact. Anybody can fact check me on that. Anybody can do whatever research you want to. Anything that I say is provable and repeatable, period. I don't I, I don't stay in fantasy land. I stay with provable fact. So, Dan, when the sun is, say... Over here, we'll say sun and earth. Okay. Uh, sun. Suspense is killing me. Uh, I would say that. Earth. So, I don't know if this is going to show um, up here. Is okay. that what we're... But, no. Uh, so, you have a crescent moon That's a good here, drawing, dude. You but do you'll, that have, you'll have the sun... <laughs> You'll have the sun on the other side. How is it casting an opposing arc on the moon? I, I sorry, I couldn't see your uh, diagram. Okay, yeah, so sorry, I it up. you have you'll have the sun 
I mean, never mind the fact that if you observe full moons when they go through the sky, the moon will be full when supposedly the sun is on the other side of the planet, blocked by the Earth. Not how that, I'm not sure how that works. Um, I'm sure it's going to be some explanation like light bends around space, bends light around Earth, and it hits the moon. Well, you just like talked that. about refraction earlier, so now you're talking about refraction again, but it doesn't No, happen. I'm not. Bending light is not refraction. Refraction is breaking light. Bob, can you show us that graphic again? <laughs> I, uh, I did. It. it was it was a very poor drawing. Well, I couldn't. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, it's it's oh, not that. the best. Oh, the graphic was not me. No, no, no. What you drew? Okay, so you'll have the sun over here, and the moon by us. Of course, the proportions are fucked because I, whatever. I'm a little high, um, and there'll be an opposing arc. I'm, I'm sorry. Freaking StreamYard flips its camera around backwards. Um, but there'll be an opposing arc. So if in reality, what is being said, the arc would go the other way. From what Dan is saying, the arc would go the other way. You can, if this is observable. You can just watch this happen. Anybody that want, like, I watch the sky constantly during the day, at night. I'm constantly watching the celestial beings pass over us. And when you do that, you have a lot of questions because if Dan was correct and the shadow was what was casting onto the, the ball, the, the, the arc would always be in one direction. And it's not. You'll have an arc opposing that side because if, if, it's, if the lit up part is still the sun... See, and I, I'm not understanding exactly what it is. Is the lit up part the sun, and then it's the shadow of the earth creating the other part? Because there's there's times that where the sun and the moon are in the sky at the same exact time. Are we debating whether or not the sun is our light source? Because now I'm absolutely confused. no. Whether or not no, the, the light moon source is lit up by the sun. All right, if, that's, if the okay, sun that's... and the moon are in the sky at the same time, Dan, how is there anything other than a full moon? Okay, so now it's Dan's turn. Dan, <laughs> go for it. So what was that last question? Sorry. I said, if the sun and the moon are both in the sky at the same time, which happens often, how is it not always a full moon? Uh, they are in the sky at the same time. That's what he said. The, that's what I just said. Okay. So how is how how is there a phase of the moon other than full when the sun and the moon are in the sky observably in your sky at the same time? He's I've always tried to wrap my head the, around that one too. He's saying that the sun and the moon are within line of sight of one another, yet the moon is in phases rather than just constantly full. Right, because the earth would cast a, a shadow on the moon, but you're seeing both of them. Yeah, I get what you're saying. How's the shadow being cast? From the earth. Yeah, but if they're both in the sky. Yeah. With no earth in the, with no earth, earth in with the no way. earth in the middle to block the light. How is there a phase? Can you explain that? Well, if the sun is in the middle and the earth is opposite the sun, the moon is also on the other side of earth. 
and so the shadow is being casted from the sun hitting the earth and it creating the shadow onto the moon so how the phases are going to be as it as the you earth can't rotates. explain this you yeah, can't well, explain this there would be no shadow off the sun is way there too would, small there would be no oh, shadow the sun's in the distance <laughs> It's there would be sun, gigantic. There would be no shadow to be cast. Uh, yeah, the, the moon is on the other side of the earth, on the opposite side of the sun. So, what are you talking about? Are I'm you saying sure that the moon is? Are you telling me that the moon is always 180 I don't, degrees I don't know why from you're the yelling sun? At me. Wait, I, dude, I'm, I'm, we really need to clarify whether or not you're staying in reality, man. Are you saying that the moon is always 180 <laughs> degrees away from the sun? And I'm sorry, I'm just loud. That's just how I am. My uh, microphone is a foot and a half away from me. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm just loud. So, yeah, the moon is on the other side of the earth. So you're getting the refract, the re, the. How the shadow is being casted from from that where you put the picture of the moon is is not in the correct place it's the adversary to the sun so it's always opposite it's always opposite it's always opposite you're gonna stick with that it's the opposite of the sun yes i don't know if we can keep going guys this guy's just not in reality right okay so I'm in virtual me, reality i i, I have you he ever, doesn't wait, even think ever, the sun and the moon can be in the sky at the same time. Yeah, we just said. That. So the sun and the moon. So when the sun and the moon are in the sky at the same time, are you saying that they're just opposite? Like the moon is rising and the sun is maybe setting? So let me pull this up real quick. This I, is think I think this just real quick, we're, we're talking. I think we're getting two different perspectives here. We're talking about what we're yeah. seeing from our position on the earth from our eyes. And then we're talking about... That's models that we've seen of the moon and the earth and the sun in this picture that whoever brought this up that's not a real picture yeah, i was gonna say that yeah, that's no. real. that is a fake a picture. picture it does give you the idea of what we're saying because it does happen but... not really though because you see where the sun is the earth couldn't be casting a shadow on the moon if the moon's up here and the sun's way over there exactly right. Exactly. So I know it's not a real picture, but it, it's showing what we're talking about, though. I could, I have exactly. videos on my phone that I wish I could share right now. They're I think on it, my phone of the moon and the sun being in the sky at the same time, like it happened. Yeah, I just thought the other day. The sun, the sun. It is. I've seen it. The sun moves faster than the moon. The moon moves slower. So the sky is just a clock. The moon, the sun keeps track of the days. The moon keeps track of the weeks, and the stars keep track of the months. That's our calendar. And it all repeats. So, Dan, that leads me to my next thing. We'll go ahead and get away from this other stuff because I, I, I just can't continue down that path anymore. Okay, you got two minutes. Um, so, if we, you believe that the universe is expanding constantly and that the Earth is traveling around the sun and the sun is going through the galaxy and the galaxy is going through the universe, correct? No. No. Again, no. you're, I, okay. You're, you're so, insinuating what I believe, but no, I don't believe that. Okay. So, okay. Well, can what we is your explanation? That, that is the, can we establish that that is the official narrative that, that is we're arguing? Narrative. Right. Okay. Right. That's kind of what. That is the official narrative. Do you agree that that's, do you agree that that's the, uh, the, uh, 
official narrative. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the official narrative. I'm not too because into I can the give you heliocentric. NASA I'm not too uh, well. I thought we can't use NASA data. Well, it's it's not to appeal oh, yeah. to the authority. It's to prove it wrong. Yeah, we're just trying to establish here. Okay, this is the model. Right. Then Bob Bob wants right. to criticize the model. We're just trying to get to that, that point. Yeah, I'm that's trying fine. to get you to break the thing. Here's here's what I'm trying to do, Dan. I'm trying to get you to break <laughs> down everything you think you know about the globe to where you actually start questioning it because you have founded your your idea of the shape of the earth on these realities. I know because I did too. Right? Like Everybody that be believes the earth is flat was once a baller and thought we were on a ball. And so it's through the research of the ball that everything fell apart for me. So I know the ball very well, very well. That's what she said. <laughs> she does. So yeah. the narrative is that we are going around the sun at a, we are, we are spinning at a thousand miles an hour. We're going around the sun at 66,000 miles an hour. Sure. And the sun is traversing through the galaxy at 600,000 miles an hour. And then the galaxy is rocketing through the universe at 1.2 million miles an hour. That is their data. And if you believe any of it, you're believing, you're, you might as well believe all of it because you're believing the data they gave you. So if you believe that we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour and going around the sun at 66,000 miles an hour, that's data that they gave you, and you might as well just believe all of it. Because questioning everything else I said after that makes me wonder why you believe everything I said before it. Uh, if I believed everything, I, I would believe what you're saying. So uh, I would say that we have to question the time and speed and cosmic uh reality rather than in ours because when you say that the moon uh, that the earth is traveling at a thousand miles an hour that sounds fast but when it's the earth traveling that fast it it's not really that fast do you believe uh the part of the narrative that it's spinning so fast that there's a hump of water at the equator 14 miles high not really. I think that the Earth bulges out a little bit in the middle from from the force of it spinning, but I don't. I wouldn't Based say maybe that high. Generally, where Based there's on the most, fact that it's uh, volcanic spinning. activity is towards the equator as well. A lot of more new Earth being created from the. I mean, what, what's up with lava, right? <laughs> right. Well, we could get into that. So. So, Dan, do you believe that gravity is created by mass, and what data do you have to back that up? I mean, uh, do I believe that gravity is created by mass, and what data do I have to back it up? What data would I be able to use to prove that anyway? Math. But are we throwing? So so no. What like, science anything, are we allowed to use? Anything. <laughs> you can, uh, I'm asking you a direct question. Use whatever you want to use, man. I don't know the formula for mass. So have, oh, I have, have we? I have okay. I had a question for you, Bob. Where sure. are you getting all those numbers from? And I, I'm actually, I think that you know, I, I side with you so far with what's being said here. Where, where are you getting all those numbers? Uh, NASA. Yeah, I mean, NASA? you can get them from NASA. Yeah, 
Have you specifically gotten them from NASA, honestly, or are you just hearing some of them? Things? No, I have I have done research into NASA and the, because I questioned the numbers when I did sure. it first. You know, when but, I first did started doing my research years ago, I questioned all of the numbers and went and looked all of them up. And you and can this, find this all, you can a, verify all of it on NASA. Okay. Well, this may be a tall ask for like right now in the moment. Do you have like any kind of links where we can see that those numbers are right? Like specific links on the NASA site. Are we they talking about the? Are we talking about like the narrative numbers? Like the yeah, like the six thousand miles yeah. per hour and all these things. I, I, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. According to NASA, I just find it fascinating that you know not only can he remember this stuff, and and I'm sure that you have taken notes, Bob. I'm just curious as to if there's links to where we can check this out, like right now, or anyone that's that's viewing this right now. If I'm looking for a NASA specific one, it's not the first one that shows up. Oddly enough, um, are you, you using those numbers in your flat Earth uh, model? Why would I use their numbers? Exactly. That's what I I'm only. Oh, so yeah, but your your model here. is what they gave you. Let me interject here because I think it's funny because you know we don't trust all the official sources and all that stuff. But it's funny to use the official sources math to literally prove the flat earth argument when they're when their curvature model doesn't pan out using their own numbers. Using that's their own numbers. Gets me where I'm like, yep. Wait, these are your calculations here. So, they don't work. It's lying about what is happening and what, you know, what's happening in space and what earth is looks like, in my opinion. Absolutely. No doubt. NASA is a money laundering scheme that is built so deep in within the you know within the fucking uh jesuit fucking technocratic takeover that there is no trusting them but yeah they're definitely lying um, and no fucking doubt they're absolute absolute scum scum well, i'll tell you right now the uh the jesuits are a distraction uh they are much smaller than other societies that are out there i there was something that joe said before we we continue on joe said something about the whole uh, moon landing being faked and all that um, I actually think that it's directly involved with the flat earth or the ball model because of the idea of this firmament, right? And if if the moon landing was staged, I think that that has everything to do with, with what model is more correct. And, you know, I think that it was Dan that said, who knows, maybe the moon's orange. Supposedly moons are red and orange, right? And, and we the reason that we see it white is because of all the water and the sand that we're viewing it through throughout the atmosphere, right? It's miles and miles of water and sand. And so if you were to compact this all down, I think it's like six feet of water and two feet of rock. So it's not going to look the same way. Uh, so, I mean, you know, when you see the NASA footage of, of whoever landed on the moon, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's white when we see it that way. So there's something to be said about that whole thing. I think that Joe, that was a good question, honestly, Joe. Oh, thank you. Uh, we do have a quick question. I want to try to interact with the chat, too. Uh, we got Big Country from Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies. Holler at your Woo! boy. He says, the one question that needs to be asked is, is the horizon actual or apparent? Dan, I'll let you tee off on that one first. Oh, you got to unmute first. Uh, actual or apparent, meaning, uh, uh, can we get a, can I get a definition of what that is? I think he means, is it, like, perceived, or is there an actual well fuck uh big country expound a little bit 
I can, well, like, is I the can horizon, the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Is the horizon solid? Like, is that horizon a real thing? Or is it like our eyes that are only allowing us to see, say, 10 miles or so? That's making it seem like that's the horizon. Yeah, is it's it a happening flat Earth model. It's going further away as opposed to setting around the curvature. Yeah, well, your horizon's going to be wherever your eyesight is. So. so the end of your visibility is what you're saying? Yeah. Whether or not it's flat or round, that yeah. So, Dan, I'm, I'm trying to line. wrap my head around how you, how you're still on the ball, um, because okay. I mean, like, says, like I, I, I don't understand how you're still tied to it if you don't believe a lot of the narrative that's been presented. Like, I don't understand how you can believe part of what they told you, but not all of it. Uh, it either completely, it's it, what they built with the globe is a house of cards. And once you remove one of the bottom cards, the whole thing should come down. So, so I'll but say, Dan believes I'll in say a toroidal why. Earth, actually. So not, not he doesn't believe in the centric, right? I thought you were a toroidal yeah. boy. Yeah, I am. Uh, so I would say that I believe that it's spherical uh, because in nature, if we go with sacred geometry, everything has like some type of dimension to it. Uh, there is no sacred flat. Uh, so I would say that there's some type of dimension to the planet. And it's not just a flat plane floating in in nothingness with a glass dome. I don't understand any of that stuff. That's not uh, what anybody, I can see. The, no real flat earther believes that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I can see the sun and I can see the moon in the sky, and they're obviously spherical to me. Uh, you can no, tell me yeah, that they're not, uh, but to me, my visibility and my eyesight's uh, tells me that they're spherical. With the round. You don't know that the sun is a sphere. It's just a circle in the sky that's real bright. You can't see dimension like you can with the moon. Correct. Sure. Right. So, so to say that you could observe the sun as being round is a false statement because you can't. You can see oh, it being no, it, a circle. Like you just said, it's you round. Yes. You can't see it being it's a circle. Spherical. Round. It, it, you can't. You can't say matter of factly that it's spherical. I won't even say that. I, I would say that it's spherical because I, I don't think that a flat object would ex exist in space. Uh, if if you know if if we even would say that space is water, then it traveling through water would make it round. Would be like a leaf on top of the river with a little bubble of water on top of it, and all the bacteria floating inside or some shit. <laughs> So do right, you not yeah. uh, do you not think that the sun is a sphere? I don't know. I can't prove it. So I just You're think just so, to okay, the so if it's the just sun, a light as far as fair, I know. But if if the sun okay, so if on the flat earth model, uh the sun goes far away, you know, it spins around us and then as far mm. as it goes, we can't see it anymore. I feel like it wouldn't look like a sun setting or a circle setting uh, you know, vertically it, or whatever it, down. This is if this, it wasn't a sphere, that's a, just it, an observation. Well, I can I can pull this pin, I can pull this pin straight back, and it's gonna just get smaller and go away, and it's gonna look like it's going behind my finger, and it hasn't. I think what she means is that the sun so, would the have to be flat over us like this, though, going like this. I just think that it wouldn't over our head. That, that's a that's like a, a fair point. Okay. As it goes okay. Away, I got you. you. Know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I just I mean that that's a valid point. Um, but you can't see dimension like you kind of can with the moon. So, and it, it, and it could just change perspectively. Um, I know 
not to appeal to this authority, but just to throw another idea because flat earthers don't have all the answers. And just because we can't answer everything doesn't mean that we're wrong. We're just continuing to try to explain things, you know, so supposedly there is a firmament over us, a dome. And if that thing is like a reflection in the dome from a light outside of the dome, then perspectively it would always be a circle. So I can get behind that. So if there was a dome around us, for sure, yeah. if the circle was always like this right. going over us and it was flat, yes, mm -hmm. I could absolutely. And Dave has done some experiments with a with like a glass bowl that are very interesting on how light works. You just said flat earthers don't believe in a glass dome. No, I didn't. No, I said they question everything. It could be that, but it might not be that. Every model does have a, an atmosphere around it too, so that's yeah. that's a thing. Like what? Well, there's uh, another thing. Yeah, it's the since, Go Fast rocket. Since man, you that said was the really nice, weird. a nice little word there, homie, Romy, uh, atmosphere. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to that, Dan. If you're if that's okay with you, let's let's talk I about mean, the atmosphere. Sure, whatever. Um, so gravity is supposedly what holds our atmosphere from being sucked off of the earth into space is that something that you believe yeah and gravity would be caused by the rotation of the planet so it's centripetal force not mass sure okay because i remember actually learning that uh when i was in grade school that's what was taught was that we were spinning so fast that um, it pulls us to the center of the earth and it was somewhere around middle school that it changed to mass. And I remember this specifically when it changed. Um, just is there a, a relationship there? Yeah, real quick. Is there a relationship possibly between the two processes? Well, well here's the thing. I'm dumb, in, too dumb to know. <laughs> in order to spin so fast that you're going to be pulled inward, you are going to feel it. The thing about spinning in a circle is that it always feels like you're increasing in speed because you have to. If you do the math for the curve and the speed it would take to get around that in the time that we're told that it happens, you're basically you're falling. So you're increasing in speed as you go around. That's a provable mathematic equation that you can do. That if you travel in a circle, you're increasing speed as you go around, even at a constant speed. Um, so you would, you would, we would be able to feel that force. Now imagine this: imagine you're on a merry-go-round, right? Uh, and you're on the very edge of the merry-go-round. You ever been on that one? Okay. So <laughs> on the merry-go-round, you're going around once a day. On a regular size playground merry-go-round, you're going around once a day. You're going to be moving very, very slowly, right, to go around once a day. Now make that merry-go-round a mile in diameter and make it go around in a day. It's going to have to speed up. And if you're on the outside of it, you're going to feel that speed. Now make that 24,000 miles and give it the same amount of time to go around in one day. You're talking about the Gravitron, that thing where you spin go around and make a difference? <laughs> yeah, so it's spinning around so fast, and you, the idea is that the person on the outside of that 24,000-mile-around uh, merry-go-round is, is not going to feel it because the merry-go-round is just so big. 
but we have atmospheric protection or elect um plasma yeah yeah we just have other stuff this magic force this atmospheric protection right so well that's where i was my question was going to be like how magical is the atmosphere is it it's super magical or is like where is the science that proves we're diving into Okay. Uh, ethereal uh, types of, you know, right. Like, this is improvable stuff. But oh, let's I let's play with a lot it of for spiritual a second. Play let's play it with all. it for a second. So, um, can you repeatably prove that we can have a high pressure system next to a low pressure system, and the high pressure system won't seek the low pressure system without a barrier? Is that a provable thing? I'm not sure. I'm assuming that you've done some research into it, right? Yes, it's actually impossible. You cannot have a high pressure system next to a low pressure system without a barrier. It's just not possible. It's not possible. Talking about the vacuum of space. But yep. we're talking about having a barrier around the planet called the atmosphere. So, yeah, what if the it's atmosphere similar? is not contained? It's just gas. But what if the firmament? It's magnetic force. Some type of an electrical I thought, force. I thought it was magnetic. Yeah, yeah, it's magnetic. yeah. What if what if we're talking about the same thing? What if they're just giving up the ghost without giving it up? You know, like see, the, I just, the electric universe model. Or is, I, see, and we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have a Venn diagram here, Dan, because I think <laughs> I think gravity is more likely an electromagnetic force than anything. I think there's some atmospheric the electric universe density. model explains that. Yeah, I think well. there's some atmospheric density. But yeah. I think to bring everything to the relative ground, it's a, it's an electromagnetic force that's doing, it. you know, like static electricity. You can rub a balloon on your head and stick it on the wall. Right. You know, so I think and then, you you know, anybody that's old enough to remember old TVs, you would turn them on and they'd like click from the static electricity and they draw dust to the screen of the old TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I would agree with with uh yeah with uh electromagnetism um i have no problem with okay with that. well then the only thing that i've got to get you to is the flat plane part of this argument yeah, i thought i was no. gonna have to break a lot of stuff so that's really easy and this is gonna be my uh, my one big one two well one mike tyson uppercut punch that uh <laughs> is my is my definitive evidence that I wake people up with. And I've woken a lot of people up with this because it's, it's, it's a, it's a doozy when you really start observing it. Everything is parallel. I heard everything, everything shares, everything shares the same straight up and down and level. You couldn't even have the term level on a ball. You couldn't, there wouldn't be level. Try to put a level on a ball. See what happens. You wouldn't have level. So the fact that there is level and that fact that you can look around a city and every building, every tower, every water tower, every telephone. What about when the ball's pole, in water? Every in water. structure. Hold on. <laughs> every structure that you see is observably and measurably parallel. Every single one. City skylines are flat as fuck and they, some of them go more than 10 miles. And by the ball narrative, there would be 67 feet of curve, in, in, at least in the New York skyline. And every single one of those buildings, when you look at that skyline, is flat and parallel, perpendicular to the ground. And that is impossible on a ball. Can we get some pictures of skylines? 
Let me try. Yeah. But while I'm looking for that, I real quick, I just wanted to share this because I before I forget, I have to share this picture. And sorry for the audio listeners. Google, uh, what is it? Long exposure of stars. So how does this work on a on a ball? I'm just curious because this is insane to me. That yep. How how are you if we're traveling like we're told? There's no way this fucking picture is possible, and there's so many of them. Correct. Just Google image it. Like this, that looks like a. That that looks like you throw a rock in a water. Yeah, Google. Yeah. Google the Georgia right? Guidestones. The Georgia Guidestones have a hole in them that point at Polaris and have for over forty years since they were created. And Polaris is still directly in the middle, and you can just watch this. You can time lapse the stars just spinning around it. Yeah, so Bob, what do you think of this? I'm I'm curious as to your perspective. This is, on how, this is how this easy. Works. The North Star is directly above uh, magnetic north, um, the center of our plane of existence, and everything spins around above it. And it was created that way to give us a clock. Um, and it gives us our seasons. It tells us that they tell us, you know, they you know, if the old farmer's almanac used the stars because they were a constant. A constant. They're the same, rotating. And so you know when to harvest, when to plant, when to do all of that stuff. And you could bank on it because they never changed. It was a cyclical thing. Well, and apparently it's been like that for so long that it's... They noticed it back in the day and it's still like that. How is that fucking possible that we're seeing the exact same stars in uh, locations that are very predictable every fucking year to the point where it's the same every year like I, our calendar that's a different subject yeah, our Gregorian yeah. calendar is fucked yeah, we can all agree on that but, as far as how but if you were to actually just follow the sky clock and follow where what's where which is way too much work for me but yeah. if you were to actually do that you'd actually know exactly what day it was what you know time of year it was besides obvious weather conditions and all that but mm-hmm. dan not bob dan i want to know what you think about that from a ball perspective uh well i i would say that yeah there's no reason why we can't uh rotate around uh the polaris star i i kind of believe that we live in a uh at like a galactic dome also there's like another dome around that's encompassing encompassing the solar system and then those stars are within that um and then we kind of live in bubbles within bubbles uh and that's kind of like how it's like a more of like a multiverse uh, with, uh, ball theory. So, maybe kind of a like a scale like and variance you yeah know? yeah yeah so like if we're around rock then there's probably like another round thing above that and it keeps on going so yeah i guess kind of russian doll so um uh so i would say that the polaris is probably just the the it's that north star of it's the north star of earth uh polaris has changed it was some a different star before and there's also a, a polaris australis in the southern hemisphere too as well so uh, we don't see uh both of them from the northern hemisphere well i have a question as well about this uh, uh throw it to bob i'm not sure if this is kind of in the same realm i could be way off on this but um, the idea of the three pyramids with the three stars in Orion's belt, uh, that has changed because those aren't aligned now, but they suppose that they were aligned probably around like 10,000 BC and mythology goes along with it, blah, blah, blah. But those stars are no longer aligned. Is there, 
is that in the same ballpark or is that kind of a different argument altogether? Wait, what's not aligned? Because the pyramids, they're, they're tunnels that lead to constellations still lead exactly to each one of the constellations they were meant to lead to. They're all still perfectly aligned. Oh, okay. All right. Then I was off on that. My bad. Yeah. I think I, you know what I had, I had it, I had it backwards. I was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I had it backwards that they were, the argument that I had heard was the opposite, that they're aligned now, but were they aligned? The question was, uh, were they aligned back then when they were actually worshiping How how do they go back in time then to check where certain things were like, because I I heard them dating Goblecky Tepe with like that same type of stuff with star, uh, with certain uh, holes and whatever, solstices lining up to certain times during, you know, they go back to 10,000 BC or whatever they say. So how would they be able to, do that star mapping type thing if the stars weren't somewhat moving and so right sort. exactly i think it, i think it's all fuzzy bullshit honestly uh, yeah that would I think just they say that too. kind of stuff but you know there's been stuff that have been found that they said was like forty thousand years old um and they've and this constellation stuff ma- matched perfectly so if i was um, going to argue that that whole swirly star thing from a ball perspective I would have two go-to things, right? I would say, um, you know, there's so many damn stars out there that it just ends up looking like that. And they're so far away that it ends up doing that. Or the same thing that a lot of, uh, you know, NASA haters say, it's a composite. It's a fake fucking picture, right? Yes, I mean, like yeah. that, that, those are like the two go-to things. You know what I mean? I think that a lot of these, these uh, arguments from both sides are so overthought, dude. Like it could just be... Right. That the, that that swirly shit is all fake. You know what I mean? That's why I stick to to one basic thing all the time. Now everything is parallel. It's just provable. It's the most easily observed thing that you can see. You just look around and go, "Holy fuck!" Those two water towers that are at least five miles apart are perfectly parallel, and you can do uh, that uh, every single uh, tall. Structure. I would disagree in the fact that uh, cityscapes and stuff to go. There's hills and there's uh uphill downhill uh i don't things so, aren't built I don't on the side ha- of the hills sticking straight out dan you're right they're, they create a foundation and they built them and they and build they them, them to what to level yeah level to exactly. the exactly level to what ground the ground is like this about tectonic plates what what level ground it's the same way bob if you were to take like an actual level that construction people use and the ball yeah. will always go level doesn't matter if it's on a surface like that or like that yeah. The ball is always going to go level. So I, exactly. I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I mean, I just don't get what you're saying. And again, I'm I, saying, okay. I think that you're right. So with a lot of what you're saying. he's saying that they go to level when they're, he's, he's using two conflicting things. Oh, there's topography. Okay. I get that argument a lot. It's not a new one. Oh, it's the topography and it would change things. But on Most all of that topography, topography everything is... It's the changes of elevation in the in the Earth's crust. How you know there's hills and valleys and whatnot. That's topography. But no matter where you build, if you got a mountain like this, right, and you build over here or you build over here, guess what? They share the same fucking level. They both will be facing straight up, no matter the ground underneath them. And why is that? Because there is a level. 
and you can only have a level on a flat plane and everything is parallel and it's indisputable evidence and dan i know you're not going to agree to that here with that yeah you're not going to agree to it here but just start looking around man well, That's I it. actually disagree with it too, because you can put that on top of a ball, like a tennis ball. You can you can level out a level on a ball, and it'll be level. It's just the, the way that you're building it. And I'm not trying to stick up for one side or the other. I just see a, a massive hole in that. Yeah, but no two places on that ball. If you take that that level and you put it on a ball like this, if you move it to this spot, it ain't gonna be level anymore. Right. It's not gonna be level. And it doesn't matter how far you shift it from its original position. You can shift that level a quarter of an inch and it's going to change what level is. Right. Yeah. It would automatically, it would be automatically yeah. shift to a different level. There it are could no be two places. There are no two places. If there were two poles this close together at ground level at a hundred feet up, they would no longer be touching. You could make them both level on a ball where they are touching each other and a hundred feet up, they would be separated because the two places don't share the same straight up and down and level on a ball. Yet we have entire massive cities where everything is parallel. I would say if they're that close together. Also tall buildings, let's say a couple that don't exist anymore. The world trade centers, the tallest buildings, right? They were, over a hundred stories and there would each one of those pillars because they took up city blocks, city blocks. These are huge, massive buildings. And each one of the massive pillars that was in the corner of each one of those buildings would have had its own straight up and down and level different from the other ones. And that building would have either gotten taller at the top or in the plans, they would have had a known correction to tilt those things in at a certain degree to make it the same all the way up. And that calculation does not exist in engineering. It doesn't. I would say as far as like, as far as like a city block, uh, if they're right next to each other within a city block, you're not going to get that much uh, curvature. So they, they, and then they're building foundations also to make it level. So I don't understand how they would be so far different. In your opinion, uh, what curve? it might be like maybe hold on, an hold on. We need to establish off, where you're going. We, I don't even think. Dan, we need <laughs> we need to establish what you believe here. What do you believe is the curve of the Earth? Let's just say this real I, quick. Can I jump in here? The, I just if there's the Earth curves. That's, if if there's you don't any, know the rate. If there's any curvature at all, I mean, just draw one, draw a circle on a on a piece of paper. Any point on that would have a, a different straight. If you put a dot in the center and put a million lines out everywhere, it doesn't matter how close or far away they're going to eventually how far away they get from that circle. The lines are going to dramatically get further and further apart for sure. That's yeah. I, I can't deny that. Yeah. So we need to nail down what you think the curve of the earth is. And if you don't have anything, eight then inches, eight inches, just eight inches, eight inches per mile. Isn't that what the that whatever uh, the mainstream narrative is? Yeah, it's actually a quite complicated equation, but <laughs> okay. there is a simpler formula 
that tracks perfectly with that complicated equation up to a thousand miles and then it starts getting off a bit and that equation is eight inches per mile squared because on a ball you are if you start here and go away you have to start squaring it because it has to come back around if you just do eight inches per mile you get a slope not a ball so we got to make sure that you believe you believe in like not the slope theory because that would be a completely different thing <laughs> shit i've never heard of the slope theory yeah i know that's a new one for me <laughs> it would be a new one for me too oh, so i'm just okay. <laughs> some things need to be clarified because you you're just being vague you're just like well it curbs at what rate? I mean, yeah. Well, you say we spin around at a thousand miles an hour, right? That's something that you believe. We're supposed to use observation. That's what right. I'm using. My observation. So I have no statistical data you, okay, for you. Okay. How do you I observe up statistics of everything that you're proclaiming? Then, if you believe that the horizon is perception and not due to curve, what is your observed curve? Because earlier in this conversation, you said the horizon is just the limit of sight. You didn't say, you said it was not curve. So what is your observable data that there, what we are the all fact that there, The fact that there's a horizon in the first place would suggest that there's a curve to me. If, if it was flat, you'd be able to see beyond that horizon because really? you keep seeing. Yes, because- Do you it, not understand the limitations be, of the eye? You can't even look would, down a hallway without it ending without the ceiling and the floor coming together. Well, let me ask this then. How, like, so how do stars, how do we see the light from stars that are so far away, but we, <laughs> the sun goes away? I, I know, I know it's an easy answer, but I just want to hear what you got to say. Me? Okay, that's yeah. quite easy. Uh, Is it just because they're super fucking big? No, it's it's all ridiculous. I mean, I, I think the stars are in the firmament um, because if there's the inverse square law of light, so when you have a light source and you double your distance to it, it decreases by 75%. The light yeah. that you see decreases by 75%. That is just a verifiable fact that when something goes away, the light doesn't go as far. So to go ahead and debunk the whole sun theory that it's 93 million miles away is if the sun was right next to the earth, it would take up the entire sky. It would take up the entire freaking sky. Rim to rim, edge to edge, ceiling to floor, everything you saw would be sun. Now, you move that sun eight light minutes away, eight light minutes away. And now it is shrunk to the size of like a quarter held at the end of your hand. That's eight light minutes. If you were to double that distance and go 16 light minutes away, it would be shrunken to the size of a pea and we would be dark most of the time. We would have very little light shining upon us from the sun. And if you went eight more minutes, you would be at 24 light minutes away. And the light from the sun would look like the stars in the sky. And we would be in absolute darkness all the time. And then okay. if you went just another eight minutes away to make it 32 light minutes away, you wouldn't be able to see the light anymore. Well, sure, but I'm, I, you you uh, you've cited NASA several times here, and and again, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. But here we're just going completely against what NASA says, and, and you know the stars are just part of the firmament, right? Even though we're 
we're saying that the earth travels 66,000 miles, well, all this shit, right? right? Why, why? I mean, it seems like both sides of this argument pick and choose what, what parts of NASA they want to cite and right. what's, what parts of, of NASA I don't, bullshit. Yeah, but here's That's the thing. I, the I don't, I don't cite NASA to prove my theory. Well, you I cite NASA to disprove theirs. Sure. I just, I, I mean, I don't know, dude. I've heard a lot of NASA talk on that side. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. I'm not, and again, dude, I think that you're honestly, I think that your your argument is fucking solid. Honestly, I think it's more solid than the round side. I would but say, I just, what, what are the stars then? What are they? I don't know. It's impossible to prove. So, is that begging the question? If they're in the firmament, then how come we cannot see them? What do you mean? You see them every night. We can't see them during the day. What are they? Because their light is being drowned out by the sun. But we can still see the moon in the day. Because it's a completely different light source. In the winter, you can, right? You can't really see it in the summer. You can see the moon all the time here. I see it all the time. So real quick, not to interject, but the reason I have pictures of fucking street lights up is for the perspective thing. We, uh, I'm behind on trying to Google right. images. Yeah. But right, right, if you but... look, that road goes upwards, too. So I think his point is that the lights seem to yeah, get smaller. If, yeah, if that road's going up. Right. Now, here's the thing. You can there stand. digs in a road. I mean, that's the, it, the way the our vision is works is, any is flat earth help at all. The way our vision works, and you can see it looking down this road, is things that are beneath you come up as they go further away, and things above you come down as they go further away. That's why you can stand in like a long Vegas hotel hallway, and you can't see the other end of it, and the ceiling and the floor come together. It's not that that's the ceiling and the floor the, actually the come together. Right. Because uh, that's uh, what Dan we're looking at. Dan was saying that the horizon is proof of a uh, a ball, Which is and I mean, it's all perspective yeah. because of the way you're looking at it. So, well, everything and comes to a point at some point. Right. But even ballers aren't going to argue that if you look through a mountain range, as the mountains get further away, they get more and more opaque, and that is because of atmospheric opacity. As you look through things, you're looking through more and more atmosphere, and you can't see through all of that. So why can't I see the top but not the bottom? Because it's it's angular resolution, man. Again, I can draw this pin directly back, and it looks like it's go it's getting it's going behind my finger, and it's not. So as I approach the horizon or the viewpoint, how come everything starts to rise upwards? Angular resolution. Look it up. It's a real thing. Okay. Like, it's what angular resolution. Here's an experiment for you to do, Dan. Go, to, go to your near home depot. We should, we should, we yeah, should go I'm... into lava and tectonic plates and geology and shit and like more about like the Earth as a celestial. That's impossible to prove. I'm trying to stay in reality where there's provable fact. So <laughs> wait, you can lava go... and geology and tectonic plates. We How have no not... idea what's we have no idea what's under us. The deepest hole that's ever been dug is only 7.6 miles. That's barely through the I skin of an apple. I live in Hawaii where I literally just... Okay. There's no proof on where I it just... comes from. I'm not saying lava okay, doesn't exist. Hard, <laughs> like, I'm not, den I'm not a lava denier, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying it's impossible to prove it comes from the core of the earth because it's never been proven. Yeah, saying where... that does, I was asking your opinion, but... So, I, I know, but I'm, I'm trying to make points and I'm, you're interrupting me. 
Um, my so, bad. so Dan, <laughs> if you go, like I generally tell people to go to a Lowe's or a Home Depot, and because they have very flat, very level floors that go for hundreds of feet. And if you take your phone and a friend and you set your phone up with the camera closest to the ground, facing away from you down one of these long aisles, and you take a stack of three bricks and you put them in the view of the camera and you pull them away, you will watch those is bricks this, disappear from analogy? the bottom up. Yeah, Dave White says this, right? Yeah, yeah I've, and I've done the experiment. Yeah, he said it, and I was like, "Man, that's fucking horseshit." And I'm in Home Depot's like five times a week, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this experiment to see what the hell he's talking about." And I did it, and they disappear from the bottom up. And on these things that you start seeing disappear mm-hmm. from the bottom up, like say a boat is going over the horizon, they wouldn't do well, that. If you have if a high power small. lens, if you have a high power lens, you can zoom in and see that boat again. There's no amount of zoom that should overcome the curve of the earth. You can't zoom around the earth. Just like radio waves can't bend and water can't bend. The only way for this stuff to happen is on a flat plane. And that's why everything is parallel. That's why there's a level. That's why there's sea level. That's why you can see lighthouses 40 miles out to sea. That's why if you're driving into Vegas, if anybody here has been to Vegas and driven in at night. But not the whole lighthouses. And usually the lighthouses are on top of mountains or cliff faces. Do you know the curve over 40 miles? Do you know the curve over 40 miles? Enlighten me. Well, let's start with this. Do you know how tall a lighthouse is? I don't. I'm sure they range in different sizes, but I'm sure they're probably upwards of like 30, 40, 50 feet. Yeah, the tallest ones are around 150. Um, so they the light can shine. Oh, so far. there you go. Yeah. So, so of course um, you're going to be if, able to see that from far away, right? Of course you're going to be able to see that from 40 miles away. Okay. Right. So the curve of the Earth over 40 miles is over 2,000 feet. So even yeah, refraction would have a so. real hard time trying to explain that one. You're talking about at least a quarter of a mile of curve between the boat and the lighthouse. I don't think that's an actual curve either, and that's NASA number, so we can't go by that. Oh, so we, we're just not. There's just nothing we can go by. You're just going to change when I when I well, disprove your curve. You're just was... going to be like, oh well, then the curve's bigger. No. So that's what then, I was talking about earlier yeah, about curve is bigger. We also have to do the two minute and two minute thing again. I think. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that goalposts are just constantly shifting. There's that's no point to saying. continue to yeah. argue because if I say, "Well, the curve is this," you're just going to be like, "No, the curve's bigger," and that explains it. But I was yeah. going to jump in real quick here. I got to take off. This is phenomenal, though. I really enjoy what's going on. I'm with Ron here. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <Ron is asleep. laughs> yeah, but no, no, I, uh, I, I find this fascinating. Both you guys are, I think are making great points. Joe, this is a great idea, dude, but I just got to get going. I have this new dog. He's raising hell out here. So I'm going to have <laughs> the new pup. Yeah, dude. No worries, awesome. dude. Thanks for joining. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on guys. Uh, this yeah, is great. You know, I'm excited to hear the rest of it. Take care guys. See you next week. Awesome, week. Homie. awesome to see you. Ryan. So- yeah, yeah. All right, bye, guys. So I'm not, I'm not sleeping, everybody. I just, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm trying to so, concentrate on what Bob is saying, explaining. 
and uh, and I am tired. It's late here on the East Coast, and yeah. uh, and I'm just I just lean back and close my eyes. It helps me to concentrate a little bit better. I'm into because, it. It'll help you visualize as well. Yeah, and because some of the questions I have are, you know, I'm kind of like a into the simulation theory. That's something yeah. that I study a lot. I love and, simulation theory, Ron. And, and, and I'm thinking it would be more apt to be flat if we were, in fact, in a, sim, a simulation, right? There would Bingo. be no reason for them to make up in the simulation this massive solar system in our little, uh, well, our solar system inside of the universe, which I believe if if that is true, then we're inside of a black hole. And we don't know what's on the other side of that, like, like, because I don't really believe like the universe is always expanding for whatever reason. I just don't believe that. But right. well, but that theory's only been around since like the '40s that it's right, but, expanding. So. Right, but if we're in a simulation theory, it would make sense that we're just, you know, flat, like it would be flat. the The other thing that that I always questioned is when they show that graphic of the sun like careening through space and then all of our planets, you know, spinning around the sun in a corkscrew fashion, like we're corkscrewing through the universe. That's the heliocentric. Yeah. Okay. So, so why is it like, I've been living in this house for 30 years, every winter and it's only in the winter. I could go off my deck at about eight to nine o'clock at night, every night, and Orion is right there. <coughs> yep. Yep. It's right there every night, all winter, and, until we get into like the spring equinox, and then it changes, and it's in a different location. But but if I went out there right now, I can almost guarantee you I could snap a picture of it right off my deck. And and if we're corkscrewing through space. I don't know how that would be possible that all these constellations would be in the same exact place every year, like, like in the winter, that's the only time I could see Orion is in the winter. Right. And, and that's the, that's the whole thing, Ron, is it's a preponderance of evidence, right? The globe, the, the official globe heliocentric model is so insanely silly. That when you really start digging into it, you start going, holy fuck, how did I ever fall for this garbage? Because this is just nonsense. Like, yes, the stars are always the same. Now, if we're just going around the sun and that's all there is to the universe is our little bitty little thing going on here, then maybe you can explain it. But I I, I don't understand, you know, believing part of their stuff and not all of it. But, you know, if you're, you know... As far as what Dan's saying and the curve of the earth, to be able to just brush aside the fact that we live on a ball and then I tell you that everything's parallel and you're just like, that ah, well, the curve's bigger. Like, that's not that's not a proof. That's not doing anything. Dan, um, you look like you want to so, rebut. Go ahead. So, Ron, I, I, I challenge you to do it because I don't think Dan will. Um, Dan, go ahead. Rebut. Your turn. Like, Ron, just, just observe everything around you and you'll see that everything is parallel i do want to add one thing before dan jumps in for his time okay when you said 
uh, talking about the moon phases during the day. Now, I observed this the other day. I was out at the, uh, at the end of the driveway waiting for the bus to come. And the sun obviously was coming up. This is about 8.30 in the morning, Eastern time. The sun is up. And then my niece goes, oh, look at Uncle Ronnie. The, the sun is up and the moon is up over there. And I'm like, and I just told her, I said, as a matter of factly, I'm like, yeah, that's, that happens all the time. You can see that like year round. I mean, I mean, the, uh, the weather has to be just right. The sky needs to be clear, obviously. And, uh, it, and I just, it was always something you just take for granted. Like the sun's coming up. Yeah, the sun's up and then the moon's, you know, across from it. Of course, we just, I didn't pay attention to what the phase was or whatever. But when you mentioned that, you know, if the sun is up and the moon is up and there's, and there's no earth in between it, how could it be, how could it be in a phase? Right. I mean, you said that. So, yeah. so the phases are, according to you, Bob, something other than what Dan thinks is that it's it's the shadow of the earth that's right. causing the phases on the moon. Now, I have a lot of questions about what the moon even is, right? Like, because there's scripture that says at a time before the moon or something along those lines, uh, there's ancient writings like before there was a moon. And it is, uh, and I want to say it was the Dogon tribe talked about when the moon came, you know, when the moon appeared or whatever. It's just a lot of questions about that. And if you're a fan of Crow, Crow 777, he's a very interesting dude to listen to when it comes to theories, flat earth theories, uh, the whole, the moon, the lunar wave, you know, all that stuff that he talks about is, uh, it definitely makes you think a lot differently than, than what you were taught in school. Like when I was a kid, you know, I was born in 63. So, you know, I was a youngster and remember when we first, you know, allegedly went to the moon. I mean, that was a big deal. That was a big deal back then. And, and, and to think about it now, you know, how did we actually even have the technology back then to do that and when you start seeing this the lunar landing module and how that landed i mean it just looks like a cardboard box covered in tinfoil i mean oh, that's shit. what it looks like now and i'm like they would risk those guys lives to send them up into the moon in some contraption that looks like that you know what i mean i mean so i i have over the years and more so in the last three or four years, have started questioning. And I know this was always crazy. I always say, you know, flat earth people are like total nut jobs, right? And I mean, and all of us here have talked to David Weiss. David Weiss has been on all our shows. Uh, he, he has a very compelling argument about all of this. Uh, his app is very interesting too. But and then you just like think logically oh yeah it's 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 a globe you know it's a globe we're going around the sun's over here and then it's over here and, and then so you start thinking about all these questions like okay so if it is flat how does all this work how does all this work with our weather in new england 
Like, we got, like, atrocious weather. Andy can tell you. We're getting ready to have a huge storm come in this weekend, right? And, and it's like, okay, so if it was flat, why wouldn't, like, the weather be the same everywhere? See, see Ron, that's a whole other podcast because I don't even think weather is natural anymore. Well, that like, can... I think it's completely manipulated and controlled. So, you know, you, you may get be, I mean, Texas is about to get frozen again. So we're bunkering down, but like, I think oh, it's Florida all, too. I think it's all controlled. So yeah, that's Florida, a, that's a whole nother podcast. Florida's going to be uh, at 32 tonight, which is very bad for the orange crop. But, uh, but, but if weather, I mean, why can't they just make New England like Florida just for like a couple of months? <laughs> you know, because it's so freaking cold here right now. It's unbelievably cold. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll I'll uh, relinquish the floor to Dan. I just wanted to put in my two cents on that. Oh, and again, you, I'm sorry. You probably can't understand me. I could barely talk. Your voice but, is fine, dude. You sound it's fine. sexy as hell. Yeah. All good. <laughs> yeah. You're good. So Dan, go go for it. You you've been quietly waiting patiently, so go for it. Um, well, I think when I was gonna say something, he was talking about the whole everything is parallel thing, and I conjectured with why it would be parallel if you build a flat foundation, then you would have things be parallel if you build them blocks. If they're that close together, you're probably not gonna get that much distance between them. Uh, they're not going to like bow out or whatever uh, if they're built on the same similar foundations uh, to ground level. So uh, that was con my conjecture for that. So, but he automatically just said, I don't believe him. So I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but, but I don't have to believe everything that you tell me is true. And, and I can come up with answers on my own to uh, say otherwise. And I don't think that uh, I should get uh like a, a talking to by big old granddad over here dan i don't want you to believe anything i don't good i don't i i know things and everything <laughs> else is theories and ideas right there are things that i can prove and then everything else is just an educated guess if, if flat earth was provable then I, it would be flat i can prove it it's indisputable. It's indisputable that everything is parallel. And if you put, put things right, the engineering would have plans in it to correct for curvature. And that engineering think, doesn't exist. That math I, doesn't exist. You can ask Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. He builds elevators for a living. He knows. The engineering doesn't exist to tilt things closer to each other so they stay parallel all the way up. It doesn't exist. That but math now, doesn't exist. But he's building up. He's not building on ground. So I, I don't think that equation still is the same. It would, because if you built an entire city on a ball that's 10 miles long, there would be calculations to correct for the curve over that distance to make all of those foundations level. But it's going to be relative to its location. What? So it, can we? It would be we... relative if you built a tower with an elevator in it. That foundation is already going to be set at ground level. So if you build the elevator to go straight up, it's going to go straight up because that's how you built the building. What is what is ground level? 
<laughs> it's it's level with the ground. What ground? Okay. What part well, of the curve? Because I mean... <laughs> it's all curved, right? Every inch, every centimeter is curved. It's all right? curved. It's all curved. What is level on a ball? How do you find level on a ball? Because they're digging out foundations and they're making it flat and then they're leveling it out. That's how you get level. How do you, what is level? It's, it's level, it? it's level to that approximate location. Yes. Relative to what? To, to how, where you're standing. The perspective that you're standing at. If I stand right here in my room, I'm standing level, right? Okay. If I'm standing next to you, am you're I standing level? Yeah, because you're on the same floor that I'm on. That's level. How do you know that? Because we're on the same floor. I don't walk down as I go out the bedroom. Okay, so... If I'm standing where I am and you're standing where you are, which one of us is level? We're both level to our relative location. Okay. And so you, you are, I'm, I'm trying to get you there. You're saying that level is relative to an exact location? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're kind of getting in the weeds here. Uh, Jen had a question for you. It's uh, I don't know if I pulled up the right picture or not. No, but... I wanted to ask. So, okay. It's so relative take... to flight paths. So, so sorry. So, mm, I was mm -hmm. looking at, so I, have, I have David Weiss's app, Flat Earth Map. Yep. And then um, if you if you were to take that, and I'm not arguing on either side. I actually just want to know if there's uh, some some sort of study to verify the distances and if they track. So if it was on the flat earth map where like just say South America, the tip of South America and Australia, if you were to fly from one point to another, I know we can't fly over Antarctica for whatever reason. So they have to go directly there. Just say it's a direct flight. But if you were to take that flat earth map and put it onto a ball, I feel like it would take a lot less time. So has there been any research done into that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there has, uh, there's one guy, um, I forget his name, but all, like almost all, and he's, he's got a really thick accent. So it's almost obnoxious to listen to because it's hard to tell what he's saying, but there's subtitles. So it, it helps a bit. Um, but reading subtitles and then hearing his, his accent is, is a little hard too, but he focuses mainly on flight paths. And he's done all the math. He's done everything. Um, I'm sure Dave probably has some of his videos on his site. But um, uh, if I can find out the name, I'll ask you. Because I'll, I'll just message Dave after this. And I'll, I'll probably just he knows who I'm talking tomorrow about. Because that's, that's a, that would be a super curious thing. If that's yeah. a real flight path, Australia should go straight to South America. They wouldn't pass over through North America with no stops right. unless it was actually shorter, right. which would make the flat earth model what, work. What, I'm not saying it does or doesn't. I don't know. Anything. Yeah, that guy, the, the guy that does the flight paths, he also does emergency landings. And emergency okay. landings are really interesting too because they should not happen where they happen. 
you know, like oh, they'll be, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. If you look at emergency lands, I haven't looked at them in a couple of years, but um, they're, they're a fun rabbit hole to go down. All right, cool. Sorry. That was my weird question. I just thought that would, it just doesn't make sense. If you take the ball and then flatten it out, it would take forever to get from one point to another. And it does. I mean, that's a long flight. Um, another thing, an, another thing with flattening it out, if you take like wind currents that go around, right? So they, they have a map of wind currents that are the supposed wind currents of the globe. And if you take that map and you flatten it and put it on the flat earth map, it's perfect concentric circles. Oh, weird. How yeah. long does it say it takes from Australia to the United States? <laughs> Because I know from like California to Hawaii, it's like five hours. I know to like Tennessee from California, it's about five hours. So, so my, so, so what I was saying, Dan, so, so I was just trying, and I don't, I don't agree with either side or disagree. I'm literally, no, in that's the fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying from the tip of South America to Australia, like from where the southernmost points to where if it was a ball, they would be very close together. But if it's flat earth, they would be very, very yeah. far apart. It, does it make sense? Like either way, like is the distance the same or does it at least, um, is there some sort of calculation you can make to prove, prove one side either way? I guess you would think, you know, you know, the funny thing is airlines love to save money. They don't like spending money, especially on fuel. Then why and don't they fly they... over Antarctica? Bingo. Why so don't they weird. fly? It would be um, it would be a very quick flight. It'd be like a five hour flight, just a little hop. Think like flying over right the there. North they, Pole. Like his sister lives in Ukraine, and they fly over the North Pole to get to Ukraine. They don't just go from California just straight over there. Like they and they actually go to like Denmark. They they well, have like connecting flights. Well, if you pull that flat Antarctica Earth map, no fly the, zone. The quickest flight to the Ukraine from america is over the north pole yeah no that's what i'm saying so they it's right they fly there. over the north pole they land yep. in denmark and then go to ukraine most of the time or yep. go to paris or whatever but they always fly over the north pole yes, but why isn't antarctica in a fly zone i want to know that that's because uh, of that, the government treaties UN. yeah so in i think it was 19 it was in the night between the 1930s and the early 1950s uh, Admiral Richard Byrd, supposedly. Yeah. This, so, this no, could no, be I'm all sorry. be made up history. No, no, we it's actually during World War One and story. Two. We know the Admiral Byrd story, yeah. and we know like that. Well, so, the like, Antarctic Treaty why happened. Do you think? Why do you think it's a no-fly zone? Why do because I think it is? Crazy. <laughs> I, I, I would I think do we know why I think it is because they're oh, hiding yeah. it from us. They don't want us to know. I think Admiral Byrd found it in 1953, and he's got journals about it. There's some crazy stories. And, that's crazy fucking story. And then immediately they made the only treaty that's never been broken, and it's yeah. because of penguins. Okay, I would always, I would say that there's probably obviously something down there that they're trying to hide from everybody, and that's why they bring certain bigwig people down there to see what's going on uh obviously there's something going on down there and they're probably creating a no-fly zone around it uh for a perimeter so that way if you were flying over it you wouldn't be able to see it uh and also uh i would say that the weather in that area uh i've heard uh i don't know by fact so i, I can't really say exactly but from other people that have said that they've gone 
in that direction that the weather gets really bad. So uh, you probably wouldn't want to send people over that if it if you could possibly kill people. Why? Uh, from I totally that get that, but why would they send people Here's, there if I, they're not going to let people fly over it? Too. Well, I got a question for you. Weather, I got yeah. a question for you, Dan. On a globe, on your model, why would the weather be so much worse at the South Pole than the North? Why can you fly over the North Pole and it's not a big deal, but the South Pole is a big deal? Uh, well, I mean, you could get into like a hollow earth and uh, an entry point from there and maybe something is going on, which is causing different weather. Uh, there's there's a reason why it's completely covered in ice. So even if you look at the ice wall explanation, you're, there's still a reason why it's completely covered in ice on the outside, as well as why it would be covered in ice uh, if it was at the exact South Pole. So uh, there, there could be lots of things going on down there uh and with the weather if we if we live in like an electric universe and we have a torpedo field coming from the planet then uh you're going to get different things coming from the pole so you might be able to get uh some positive energy coming out of the uh, northern pole and negative one which could cause all kinds of different weather simu- uh, situations which just could be why it's frozen in the first place well i i think it's frozen because the sun just doesn't get close enough the sun travels in between the two tropics and that's what melts our region uh you could you could say tilt then too for the same same reason well oh i'm glad you brought up tilt i'm glad you brought up tilt because that do you believe that's what causes seasons yeah i do okay so the ultimate tilt right would be 180 degrees right but it's 23 degrees that causes our seasons do you agree with that okay so 180 degrees would be more than 23, right? We are all going to agree with that, correct? Yeah. Okay. Why is it why is it not frigid fucking cold every single night? Because 180 degrees would eliminate all our heat and we would be cold as shit every night. I'm not. I'm not sure that I understand. 100. What do you mean by 180 degrees? 180 degrees. When the sun the is on the other the side on the pole. planet. Okay. Like when it's nighttime for us, but daytime for Australia. Yeah. How is it not frigid? We're on the other side of the sun. We're over here, or the Earth. We're over here. Sun's over here. We're 180 degrees away. Right. It's nighttime. It gets colder. Right, but it's not frigid. Yet we're on the backside. We're receiving none of the sun's warmth. None of it. Not just a 23 degree tilt away from the sun. None yeah. of the sun's warmth. But, so yeah, Bob, like I said, are, oh, go, sorry. go ahead. Are go ahead, trying, Andy. Are you suggesting, so like on the earth, the ball model, we'd be experiencing like seasons daily, kind of like in a no, 24 hour cycle or something kind of? We, we should, by their model, we should be experiencing extreme cold temperatures at night because in the seasonal because thing, of the tilt, it just has and, to yeah. go down a so little bit. So in the winter, apparently a 23 degree tilt, just a little bit, just a little 23 degree tilt while the sun by their model is 3 million miles closer. Just a little tilt causes us to have seasons. It's the most asinine thing ever. 
So and... just playing devil's advocate here. Hold on. And I'm, I am just devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. And not on any side. Whoa. So, <laughs> so what if the earth can hold heat? And so if yeah. it's holding the heat that the sun is putting into it, depending yeah. on the angle and depending on where you are, it's holding that heat and then it's putting off that heat and then the atmosphere is keeping it in. Again, not saying that's true because I'm pretty sure we're in a simulation, but it's possible, right? We, we are 100% in a simulation. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's there's too much shit that it's just like that. They're fucking with us. That they're just putting that shit in there just to mess with us. Yeah. Um, and so, so real, but, real quick, but so, if so, the atmosphere can hold heat, then it would be able to hold it in the winter too. Like it, it's not just going to hold colder. it. Like, like it's just it's it's you're, we're talking about the slightest of tilt. But in the winter, we're farther away from the sun, so that's no, we're not. We're... we're three million miles closer. No. Yeah, we're just tilted farther away. The no, data that I NASA presents. That. So we're closer, but we're farther, like, tilt. But we're closer physically to the sun yes, in the winter. So we're three million miles closer in the winter. That is just NASA's data. And if you believe something that's not that, you're making it up. And then you can't attack me because you're saying I'm making stuff up. So what are we doing here if we're How just both be... making shit up? How would I be making stuff up if I'm not going with NASA's data? You're telling me that I have to believe NASA's data or I'm making shit up? We're going by going... relative fact. Like, if you're if we're both just making shit up, then there's no argument. We're both describing so, fantasies. It would seem to me if that we are rotating in an orbit around the sun, then if we were closer to the sun, it would be summertime. And as we go away from the sun, we get into the different season. And then at the apex of being away from the sun, we'd be in winter. And then we're coming back again. Uh, I've seen models where they show the Earth on a, an elliptical orbit and then when it gets close to the sun it goes a little bit faster and spins around it and it looks like it's closer than when it's farther out so right that's, and that's that would the be the winter. model that i would go with and that's, that's what, what that i part, would understand okay so i have google what, so have, what am i making up wait, i have so, an answer so that part hold on, hold on hold on hold on let me let me let's let andy talk for a sec hold on I have Andy, an answer yeah. here that, I mean, not that I love Google. I mean, fuck them, right? They're evil, but whatever. It's the accepted model is in early January, we're about 3% closer to the sun, roughly 3 million miles. So then we are, we, then we are during earth's uh, a fillion farthest point from the sun in early July. So Correct. yeah, there it is. Yes. I don't so know. We are closer to the sun unless you're just, rebutting what the science says well, you yeah, know and then you're Google, just so you're just making things either, up so. no so, but what the point of bringing that into it is to say that if you know if we were that much closer to the sun yet seasons change just because the days are like the days are shorter like that doesn't add up on an observable level. Right. No, the, the, the flat earth model is really like it's Occam's razor, right? The simplest answer is usually the correct one. Well, on the flat earth model, you're a flat plane, which is also the face of the earth. You know, when things get wiped off the face of the earth, how can you have a face of anything that's a ball? Well, you have a face on what? your head and it's a ball. No, your head isn't a ball. That's not correct it's at wrong. all. 
it's things that are round aren't balls. I have two balls in my sack and they're fucking round. No, they're called they're balls, but they're round. not they're not spheres. They're not balls. I got balls. Are we going to define the word is next? Yes. So <laughs> on a flat earth, you have the center and then the sun travels around and it simply just gets further away in the seasons it well, just gets it further get, away and you can observe it in the, the sky it's measurable and when it, it starts going away it does get colder in the middle um wouldn't the ice wall melt then too uh no it doesn't come close enough to melt the ice wall it stops at the tropic of but Capricorn, isn't it still in the firmament what do you dude are you glitching are you spazzing what are you are you just saying things because you have nothing else come on man <laughs> i think this is you're just isn't it you're still, just spewing isn't things it still out in man. the firmament. Isn't it still in the firmament? What the sun? The sun. I never said it was. I said that was one of the theories. I never said it was. Okay. So what did you say okay. it is? I don't know what the sun is. I know it's a light that circles above us, you know, and has a 24-hour cycle. You're just talking about a model of how the during the winter time the sun would be on the outside of the ice wall going around in a circle. I didn't say that. Okay. That's now I think not what, at all what, what I'm I said. saying here is that using NASA's own okay, the, the problem I have with NASA's data is that they're giving us data based on the heliocentric model, right? And based on their own data, it doesn't add up to that exact model. So that's that's the problem I have with NASA is that their own math doesn't add up to the narrative they're giving us, but we're going to close out here soon. Cause I got work tomorrow and shit, but I wanted to end on this and what you guys think of satellites. So that's a big one. Cause we talked to crow about this and it I don't know go what well. to think about. It. And yeah, he, he kind of just, I love him, but he just kind of brushed it off a little bit. And I, there got, was I got an answer, but Dan can go first. Yeah, go for it. I mean, with Dan, I, I know what he thinks about it. They're they're orbiting the Earth like this, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I I'm not a hundred percent sure with satellites. Uh, I know I've heard a lot of different theories about those. Uh, to me, I always thought they're outside of the planet. Uh, but I guess they're actually within the atmosphere of the planet, or with, or within the bubble, whatever you want to call it. Uh. So I was actually confused about that when I found that out not too long ago. Uh, so I would say, like, I'm not really sure how they stay in the sky and rotate. Uh, I guess there's some type of orbit that goes around, but I'm not 100% sure. Fair enough. Bob, what you got? So NASA is the largest consumer of helium, and they control all satellites. They're the ones that control every single satellite that goes into the sky, no matter who owns it. They not only are the largest consumer of helium, they consume more helium than all other sources combined. And so then there's videos of people sending satellites up um, on YouTube. You can look them up, sending them up on basically weather balloons. And so NASA just sends satellites up on weather balloons and they just they maybe get blown blown around with uh, with the air currents in a circular motion around our sky and they're so okay they're just... real quick the problem i have with that is that they i mean you know it's on your phone it's an app whatever but there are uh tracker apps for satellites and 
they do match up for when these supposed things are flying across. So if they're just being blown by air currents, how does the app know that there's going to be one at that particular time and where? Because it, like, I'm sure it's got, it's probably got a tracking device on it. So whoever owns it knows where it is at all times. And then if they're in a certain wind current, they know the general velocity of that wind current because it's probably being measured by that satellite and feeding them the data and they can just track the path. Well, so the other, so interesting I, or, I, they, they only go completely east, up. right? So I have, so I have a ham radio cause I'm a dork and I got my license. And nice. so I, I got, I wasn't trying to pay attention to whether the earth was round or flat. It was actually completely irrelevant. I just track satellites and I dorkily record the frequencies that I hear when I track them. It could be nothing. It could be something. doesn't matter if I hear a weird static thing. Joe's like, what the fuck? You're counting that? And I'm like, yup, I got it. It's so cool. So anyway, that aside, there are no satellites. So there's a, there's a ball earth and a flat earth map on the app I have that shows the satellite pattern. So I know when certain satellites are coming. I know what their frequency is. And I was trying to look at different ones on the map, and none of them travel east to west. Literally none. There are zero. There are west to east. There are north, south, south, north. And they're always a little bit diagonal, but it's never east-west. And I looked it up one day because I was like, what the fuck? Why are there no satellites going this way on the map? Or this way, depending. Fucking backwards shit. Anyway, um, and it said it was because when they put satellites up, they use the Earth's rotation to propel the satellites. So they put them up and then the satellites go. And there are no, I, and this is just on an app. So I'm not saying that's real or whatever. I'm right. not trying to say that's definitely trying to question true. all of it. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely open-minded about it. But there are no satellites that I can find that are moving east to west at any point on any app, on anything ever. I just, what's your explanation for that? Well, I mean, it could just be all made up. Like there, there is that 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 it could just be controlled up, and it could be made up. Um, but the thing is, is on a ball. If one got caught in our atmosphere again, this this is just physics. It's just basic math. When something is traveling in a circle, if that you know, if it's being pulled, basically for gravity to work with satellites, it's pulling the satellite over the curve of the earth, right? So the earth is curving and it's con the gravity is constantly pulling it to keep it in its orbit, right? Well, if that was going to happen mathematically, that satellite would just continue to speed up over and over and over again. And eventually that satellite would speed up so fast it would fling itself out of our or orbit and they'd have to replace that satellite. And that's just basic uh, physics. That comes to something somebody said in the chat. I'm sorry, I don't know if it was Todd or somebody, but they, he was talking about how the uh, the ISS is apparently going like 17,000 miles an hour, right. which is how Total is the garbage. structural integrity of that holding up for that long at that speed? Well, because oh, there's fake. no atmosphere. Right. <laughs> it's fake. Well, um, the narrative would say it's because there's the no friction in space. Yeah. And what's right. the frequency the ISS is putting off? Because I do track the ISS and I literally can track its frequency and pick it up on my radio every single day. So I would like to know that. If it if it's something else, maybe well, they're just putting some radio signal from some tower somewhere far away. Like I could get on board with that as well. But like there's a tracking app and I can definitely 
hear mm-hmm. people all over the world. It's a repeater, though. So I hear people in Montana, Missouri, Alabama, all over the place, and it moves and it goes away and then it disappears and it's gone. So there's a pattern to it. It's not just like there's a path that it moves in. I can hear people in certain places. It starts in a certain location, like around Hawaii, Southern California, Arizona, you know, Nevada, whatever, because we're in California. And then it moves to Montana, Utah, whatever, and then it's gone. So it's like it's moving across the sky, across the United States from west to east, and then it disappears. And that happens all the time. Well, and that could be a satellite, and it's just in an air current. That that could be a thing. I mean, satellites get sent up. It's like dozens of satellites go up every day, um, and they go up with helium balloons. I mean, if you could, if you have, but the ISS again, the ISS would is so huge, and it would it would be gaining speed as it spins around. It would go from 17 to 18 to 19 to 20,000. And this is just physics. This is a provable math equation you can do. Um, And it would just continue to speed up because it's being pulled in a circle. And so it would just continue to speed up and speed up until it got flung off of the Earth. But the funny thing about the space station and everything that's supposedly in space is they test it all in water the exact opposite atmosphere of space. And they don't use any of their vacuum chambers to test any of their stuff. NASA's got like six vacuum chambers. It's so similar. Right, it could be. Water. Uh, I mean, the the Bible, not to uh, an appealed authority, but I just like having stuff. But the Bible says that the firmament is there to separate the waters above from below. And they tell us everything in these books and stuff that they present us and then they discredit them. So the Bible's discredited, movies are discredited, you know, a lot of this we stuff. We do the is same thing in our media right now. Right. They're like the vaccines work, but they kinda don't, but they kinda do. Whatever. Uh eh, any confusion. word any word in the chat, uh, always in here. Love to see him in here. How many satellites are allegedly orbiting the earth and how many are shown via NASA NASA footage? 13,000 and zero, respectively. So I always think it's weird. Uh, that's the biggest thing, too, for me, is the, the lack of footage of stuff. Like, right. I think it was David Weiss probably said it, but he's like, why is there not one dude in the ISS that takes out a camera and takes a picture of the fucking Earth? Or, that's yes, an amazing opportunity. That. You're up in the ISS flying around <laughs> Earth and you don't take one goddamn picture of it and post it on IG or something. But I it's think all they do. It's just nobody just believes it. famous right now. Well, from what we've heard, every image from NASA, which would be the astronauts as well, is a composite, which yeah, I don't all... even know why. That's... Why? NASA uh, is a giant propaganda machine. That's all they are. Oh, for sure. I would say it's to fun. explain that, I would say it's because the, they're traveling at a rate of speed or the uh, Earth is traveling, uh, spinning. And so if they take the picture, it's going to be fuzzy and it's probably it could be because it's so big that they have to stitch it together to make a composite to fit it all into one frame for us to see i think right, that could be why things get different uh that's why some of the times uh the 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 continents look slightly different is because they're trying to form a composite of of what the earth looks like but that's just uh, what i would say uh could be a possibility i'm not saying that's well nasa funnily funnily NASA admits that their images of the Earth are from composite strip photographs from a high-flying airplane called, 
Is it Lilith or Sarah? It's one of those two. It's either Lilith or Sarah, I think. And that's what they admit that they get the pictures of the Earth from. Uh, well, some of the pictures are look like they're taken from the moon uh, or from past the moon. Or I thought there was uh, photo capabilities on uh, like the landers that they send out and stuff like that. There's no believable picture that I've seen. Uh, recently, somebody posted a picture of the backside of the moon facing the earth and it was the silliest thing in the world um because it was a picture from nasa and it was the backside of the moon and the backside of the moon was dark and then the earth was perfectly lit up like it was daytime and it's just like where's the sun in this picture where's the supposed sun in this picture because I don't see it on the other side. Like if it's behind us lighting up this side of the earth, then the moon would be lit up on this side and it's not, it's dark. And it the was, only th Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It oh, the only, I was going to say the only other thing I've seen other than the composites. Uh, and in fact, yeah, it's all over IG, you know, it's, it's the, there's footage from astronauts doing spacewalks and stuff like that. So if it is fake, it's more than just a guy with Photoshop. It would have to be an entire studio of CGI and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. NASA it, employed... There is more than just the composites. I just wanted to right. clarify. Of course. Well, NASA admits they use Photoshop to correct their images. Right. And they have more graphic designers than Disney. <laughs> like, they, they employ an army of graphic designers. A freaking army of them. And huh, that's interesting. It, yes, it's insane. And so well, it's that's like, probably wow. where uh like a uh, Trump Lemonde in the chat says 18 mil or 16 mil per day, one of the two. But uh yeah, they have an insane three million dollars a day, not 18. Ooh, They're done more. with 18 by noon. They like, gotta pay all those graphic artists. What do you 53 want? million dollars a day is NASA's budget. And they, and they can't pull anything off that's serious. Like, they've tested their spacesuits in a vacuum chamber one time. And it almost killed the guy that was in the suit. Like, Jesus. how do you know they work in space? And they just work, everything just works perfectly in space. Like, there's, there's no accidents. Everything's just fine. You know, when they supposedly went to the moon, every single test flight they had failed. But when it was on go day, everything went perfectly. Like, it was like, wait like a, a minute. very like 50s you've... mentality of things. There's <laughs> yeah, you've never succeeded before, but this one time everything went correct. And then mm -hmm. if you watch some of the NASA videos, like it's so fake. The girls will be in video and their hair's up like it's zero gravity, but then they turn and it's clearly hairsprayed. And so, like, <laughs> like I said, it's, it's just a preponderance of evidence when you really start digging into this shit. It's like, okay, literally everything that's presented to me is horse shit. So I can't believe any of this data. So where am I grabbing my data from that there's even curve? Because I'd have yeah. to go to this horse shit organization to get that data. And other than that, observably, there's no curve. You can't measure spin. Even the experts, the experts admit that there is no, no machine on earth that can measure the spin of the earth, like the feeling of it. How? 
we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour going around the sun at 66,000 miles an hour that's careening through the universe at half a million miles an hour that's also careening through the expanding universe at 8.9 billion miles per hour i mean at 1.2 billion miles per hour we're doing a collective traveling of 8.9 billion miles a year 8.9 billion miles a year that's their data it's absolutely absurd so if you believe this organization even a little bit how like if you question all of that data how are you still holding on to the curve I don't understand it. Well, yeah, I don't know. Dan, do you have closing <laughs> comments before we get the hell out of here? Because I think we've pretty much touched a lot of it. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, that just because NASA's full of shit doesn't mean that the Earth is flat. Um, I don't I mean, disagree with that statement, dude. Okay. But but where where are you? You can't observe curve. So why? Like my question to you is why are you holding on to it? Well, that's what I've I've already uh, said before. Like, I can see horizon. Uh, To me, the fact that the mountains would rise up as you travel towards them uh, shows that there's a curve of some sort. Uh, Obviously, it wouldn't be flat if if the if it was flat and the sun the sun would just go away and then get small and then disappear and you wouldn't be able to see it anymore. And then also, if after it sun after sun the sun sets. Why does it get dark then if it's if it's still just traveling through the sky in a different position based on flat earth, it, it would just go into a different location and you'd still be able to see it until it just bleeped out and then it would get dark. So that's I have a hard exactly time understanding that possibility. That's no, exactly how the sun works. I, I can see it. I can watch it set over the ocean every day if I wanted to. Okay, that doesn't prove anything. It just proves that it goes away and the light dissipates. It's not proof of anything. But it well, doesn't if get anything, smaller. With this it doesn't have to. Your your vision from if you if you look at the horizon this way and you spin around and look at the horizon 180 degrees behind you, that entire field of vision is like 40 fucking miles, man. We're talking about a very massive object. Its size change isn't going to be observable. It's 40 miles. In the flat Earth model, I believe it would be observ- observable. How? Do you, you just don't understand the limitations because... of light and eyesight. Yeah. Like, you can't look down a hallway and see the end of it if it's long enough. Like, <sighs> you can stand in the corner of your living room. Do this. Stand in the corner of your living room. Tell me what directions those flat and level lines from your floorboards and your ceiling, which direction they go. Do they stay flat and level? Does it look like they go up and down perspectively like this? Because that's just how eyes work. Yeah, that's not proof of Earth being flat. Uh, I don't it. Yeah, what you just said doesn't make sense to me. my house is going to be level because it's built on a level foundation so right but when you stand on a wall when you lean when you stand your your shoulder next to the wall right on the wall you just put your shoulder right up against the wall and you look down your baseboard that baseboard is going to rise to eye level it's not coming up and your ceiling as it goes away from you is going to sink to eye level It's not lowering, dude. It's just coming down based on perspective. 
This is an easily provable thing. Based on where I look, I guess. I, I'm not sure. I still don't understand what you're Another saying. Another shift yeah. of goalposts. When you look <laughs> down your wall, you will see the ceiling line from where your ceiling meets I, the wall. Maybe my room's it just will aren't come big down. It know. doesn't have to be more than a few feet long that you can observably see it. Your baseboard will come up. Your ceiling will come down. Come and if they were long enough, they would meet at the limits of your eyesight. Yeah, I don't and have you seen have you seen the sunset or rise over the ocean in your lifetime? I've seen it set, yeah, multiple times every day. I live by the All beach. Right. Bob, have you seen the sun rise or set over the ocean in your lifetime? Of course, yes. And and you definitely think that it's for sure it's just a flat disc flying over us. I'm just asking. I, no, no, no. I don't I've already said it multiple times. I don't know what the sun is. Okay. I have no I, idea. I that's where the it's, it's thing comes circular. In, see this sun. I used to live on the East Coast. I've seen, so opposite of you, Dan, I've seen the sun rise over the ocean numerous times yeah. in my lifetime. Right. And so it's you hard know. for me. I'm not saying the earth is a ball or whatever. I don't care. But I've seen it, and it's hard to wrap your brain around that, to say that we're just on a flat it, earth. It's, and that it's, it's just a disc coming over us. Because yeah, all you me, have like, to do is perspectively you can do an experiment and you can you can look at the edge of a table get your eyesight right at the edge of a table and put a ball right in your eyesight and pull it across the table it's going to look like it's sinking down okay like, I like, like this, this is I an easily provable like experiment this. like it's easily provable you can just from where your eyesight is on the edge of a table, just get a ball and roll it away from you and it will disappear from the bottom up. And now, now that may, you know, yeah. say the, the the sun is a ball. I don't know. It's a ball of energy, maybe. Um, I think we live on something that's like a Tesla coil um, and we're energetic beings living on it. And, you know, we could go uh, into definitely. a whole bunch of different ways. And the sun, podcast, the sun, but... yeah, the sun is the, the, you know, the sun and the moon are the opposite poles of the Tesla coil. Right. Positive and negative. And then yeah, the if you notice, as light beings. Right. if you notice the moon, the fun thing about the moon is all the craters are cylindrical. Like they're, they're all circles. All the, the craters are too. circles and very similar. I think those were possibly lightning strikes. They're not, they're definitely not from any space debris or anything because they wouldn't, they'd be oblong, not circles. Uh, because the and there's, you know, there's meteor, there's a uh, craters, sorry, craters on the side of the moon that's on the earth side and for something that big to hit it in that direction with that much speed and be able to hit it perpendicularly to make it a perfect circle is impossible so um it i, I think it's lightning strikes we should do a big uh a, a deeper dive in into just the moon because that's an uh, i would love a show by itself but you, we're have you seen the new guys. movie go to Moonfall? stop it bob stop it uh, i would just say that uh sorry in the, in the flat earth model Don't if you hold sorry. the sun above and it's rotating around like whatever the tropic of capricorn or whatever it's going to be high in the air so if it goes out of your view it's going to come out of your view still in the sky there's it's not going to go over a horizon and i think that's the part that I, I i don't i can't explain that and i don't understand that so flat earth doesn't make sense for me uh i see a horizon 
I see things get bigger as I get closer to them. Uh, so it makes sense that it's probably because it's over uh, a round curve. All right. Okay. Well, that's as that's good, a, good a way to close out as any. We In our intro, we always say, I don't know shit about fuck. And I don't. And I still don't, don't know shit about fuck. And we can talk about this till 6 a.m. And I'm still going to be like, yeah, I don't know. Bad. But this was actually very. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it was very fun. It was great. We were all still friends as far as I know. Right. <laughs> hopefully we can remain friends. Oh, that's the wrong button. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> but one more time, let's go around and. Uh, any good nights or anything you want to do, Andy, Ron? I know Ron's falling asleep over there. No, he's concentrating. Yeah, um, I think this was awesome. Thank you, Joe and Jen, for hosting this. This was great. Um, Bob, it was great to meet you and great to hear what you had to say. Dan, awesome always to see you, man. Ron, good to see you. It's been a while. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I would say that I'm still – I don't. I don't even know where I am. I'm very – curious about doing some more level experiments now for sure um my reasoning for uh not holding on to the ball in my personal view necessarily but to still play with it lies inside of a very 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 deep topic that dan and i explore that kind of it's hard to even bring up on this. It would be a completely separate topic, of course, but we explored on our other show, Roots of Creation. It's called The Box Saga, and it's uh, talking about an origin story that seems to be, for many, many reasons, too coincidental to be coincidence, right? And on the ball model is very central to a big part of the origin, and I don't necessarily say that, okay, because I'm studying that, I want to stick to the ball, but I'm very curious to kind of bring the flat earth model into the saga and see what changes and what doesn't change, you know? I So this is, it's fascinating. I don't know. I, I think say, a lot uh, will change, of course, but. I would say some of the work that Chance uh, Garten and uh, Benjamin Balderson have been doing with uh, flat earths or kind of not really flat earth, but more egg earth stuff. Uh, has been really interesting, and I've been uh, listening to what they have to say. Uh, they, they come up with all kinds of different alchemical things and um, all sorts of other things that, uh, to me, make a lot more sense. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying that, I, but it's still an egg shape, so it's still spherical in, in, to an extent. Um, the flat plane thing, I, I just don't understand. Uh, I don't see, is the galaxy spinning around the flat plane or or what's going on there because i don't understand that either i thought flat that's earthers still... don't believe in space uh so I, I i mean i don't know that's for next time ron closing arguments yeah hey thanks for inviting me on it's been really interesting bob's the first time we met uh dan andy's always great to see you guys joe and jen and uh yeah it's 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 definitely a, a hot topic for sure uh, you know, uh, coming from both sides, like I said, I've always been agnostic about it, but I try to be realistic. You know, I want to think that we're on a ball, but but when you talk to people like like Bob or David Weiss or even a lot of the other stuff that I study, even one of my guest hosts that comes on, Anonymous Sean, him and Bob have got to get together because those I'm guys down. can go on for hours. That would be but, good. Uh, yeah, man. But anyway, so yeah, so but thanks for having me on. 
I do got to go, though. I got to be up super early in the morning. Oh, and, uh, All right, get your voice better, on. Let's let's yeah. connect, man. Yeah, 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 we'll do that. I'll reach out to you, Bob. But yeah, we got a long weekend ahead of us. We got a lot of snow coming. That means I'm going to be really busy. But thanks for having me on, and we'll see you guys all real soon. Of course, thank you all so right, much. Bye, bye, guys. Thanks everybody Goodbye. for joining, and uh, we'll catch you next time. And use your fucking turn signals. <laughs>